0: Hello! Good morning. Welcome to episode two of Hollow Queens, where we are doing our annual Halloween movie marathon. Halloween horror movie marathon? Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's our dog. That's our dog snorting.
0: Um, On this episode, we're reviewing Creep. Yep.
1: (laughs) I I didn't realize that was the end of your song.
0: Not the Radiohead song, but the um, horror movie that I feel like kind of has a a cult classic. But
1: Not to be confused with the 2004 film, as the Wikipedia states. Oh
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Or the Radiohead song, like I just said. Um, This is actually Creep, the 2014 film. Um, But yeah, let's get into it, yeah. Creep into it. All right, creep. We've both seen this movie before. Yeah, this was a rewatch. A rewatch. I watched it
1: a couple years ago, I think.
0: Yeah, I feel like we at one point did kind of deep dive into the whole creep franchise because there's, well, there's two of them. Is there
1: not a third? I thought there was a third. So, there was... I was kind of trying to look for stuff about that online, and, like, the only thing I could find is that in 2020, they said they were going to do it. A third one. Yeah, but I guess, like, um, Mark Duplass was saying, like, he wasn't super satisfied with the second one, so he was like, I guess they were kind of iffy on the third one. Mm -hmm. And now it's, I, I don't know. It's going to happen, I guess, maybe.
0: There's an IMDb page for it. Oh, that's good. Um, Yeah, I mean, I feel like the first one was kind of... Kind of had, like, that indie, uh, like, low-budget vibe.
1: Yeah, it actually premiered at South By.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that. In 2014, it was a South By film. um, And it's, like, found footage style, so it kind of lends itself to that, like, low-budget horror film, Mm -hmm. Um, which, you know, when done right, I think is really effective, and I do think Creep does it right. Um,
1: Oh, yeah, totally.
0: But I don't feel like this movie necessarily is, like, huge in the pantheon of horror films. Like, I think it's more of, like, kind of like a cult following, like I said before, where, like... I do feel like I've had a lot of conversations about this film, but not with just kind of, like, Joe Schmo on the street, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it does feel like it's more people who are interested and regularly keep up with horror films. Yeah. Um, So, in that way, you know, I think it's kind of cool. Um, And, of course, I'm not suggesting, like... It's super underground and like only we know about it.
1: <laughs> it's been—I feel like it's been on Netflix like pretty much since. I don't. Oh, yeah, I feel like it's always been on Netflix.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of been there. Yeah. Um,
1: I remember like I watched it because like I kept seeing the thumbnail, and I, I like knew nothing about it. Yeah, never heard of it. And it had already been out. Like and uh, yeah, yeah, it was just kind of a shot in the dark.
0: Which I guess that's, like, housekeeping it a little bit. Um, so the title's Creep. It came out in 2014 at South by Southwest. And then was released to a wider audience in June of 2015.
1: It's rated R. Yeah, there's some... <laughs> Which makes sense. I mean, uh, I mean, like, the ending is yeah. pretty gory. Yeah. Well, not gory, but...
0: it Really, like... Pretty graphic. Yeah. Um, the director is Patrick Bryce, and it is a very small cast. There's only two people, um, three if you count the woman on the phone that we hear from, who's yeah. um, Joseph's sister. Um, but Joseph is Mark Duplass, or du- Duplass. Du- uh, we we looked up how to say his last name, and he's Crazy Ira it's Duplass in Parks and Recreation. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, and Aaron, who is Patrick Bryce, who also happens to be the director, and I I'm sure you saw on the Wikipedia page as well that they both wrote the screenplay for this together, so yeah, they were kind of intimately involved all the way through, intimately um, <laughs> involved. I mean, there like is sometimes this, this
1: movie is actually about uh, intimacy, male intimacy, male relationships. Yeah, I mean, and you can you could
0: I feel like you could make the argument that there is some sexual intimacies.
1: I yeah, that's kind of a thought that I was having through the movies. If you if we want to get into it, yeah, like, I feel like okay when I'm watching this movie for part of the movie I'm like does. I feel like if I were in that situation, like, early on, my thought would have been, like, does this guy want to fuck me? But I wonder, like, is that, like, because I'm seeing it, because I'm a homosexual, and it's, like... No... or am I just? Uh, well,
0: I too am a homosexual, so maybe I can't necessarily.
1: You didn't have that thought? No, I did. I oh, did. But okay. I'm
0: just. I was saying no. I don't think that that's weird. That you had that thought is what I was gonna say. Yeah. But then I was like, oh wait, I too am a homosexual. <laughs> um, yeah, which are. But like, okay, so we'll give kind of like a you know Reader's Digest uh, of of like. Um, what happens in the film. So that way when we reference things, people can kind of know what we're talking about. So basically this guy puts like a Craigslist ad out of sorts to hire somebody to come film him for like a day. And he promises like a grand, this guy, um, uh, Aaron is the, the filmmaker or the, the person filming. Yeah. And Joseph is this, the guy who put out the Craigslist ad. So he really doesn't say anything beyond that. Aaron gets to the house. We're immediately confronted with Joseph and kind of get creepy vibes. Like... Immediately. Yeah. You know, I think the average person would say if that was how you met somebody, it would be kind of like unsettling. But then he opens up about how he has cancer and he's wanting to film a day in the life of just kind of his every day so that he can give it to his son after he passes away. So his son can kind of know who a little bit of who his father was. Yeah. So we're immediately getting into the emotional manipulation that this film is just like riddled with. Yeah. Because you kind of start thinking like, okay, this dude's weird, but like he's dying and we can't really deny him anything, you know? Like, so anyway, uh, Joseph, Kind of takes Aaron on the run around. They go to a park where there's supposed to be this healing, like, um, pool of water that they do eventually find. And then they go to a diner and they open up and, and Joseph is kind of constantly being like, Aaron, can I tell you something? And it's like uncomfortable because you know, he's going to like overshare. Um, but he keeps like kind of forcing this intimacy and relationship Mm-hmm. with Joseph, or with, excuse me, with Aaron, that is just kind of going much too quickly, much too fast. And it's, it's just weird. And so it ends, the trajectory of the movie is kind of over the course, the majority of it is over the course of a day. Mm-hmm. And it ends with Aaron ending up at Joseph's house. And Aaron's like, I got to go, man. Like, we're fucking done. You know, I got to get home. And Joseph's like, just a cab. just a cab. one more whiskey drink up in the house, and, um, yeah, it kind of gets even more weird. They The night ends in a tussle, um, and then we get kind of, like, a cut scene, and then it's Aaron talking directly to the camera, and he's back at his apartment, um, in the city, and he's just, like, this guy continues to kind of stalk me. It's really weird. Um...
1: He's, like, sending him stuff in the mail mail, yeah um
0: we as an audience member are able to see that like joseph is breaking into his home at different points in time and it finally ends with joseph sending him like one final video of him being like aaron i'm really sorry i've struggled with like this my entire life. Some doctors think I'm crazy. Some think I just need medication. Nothing has worked. And I think you are my one shot at actually having a legitimate friendship. I want you to meet me at this park. I'm going to open up completely and fully to you. And at that point, you can either reject me or move forward with me, but we'll have closure. And Aaron... Stupidly. <laughs>
1: Stupidly. He's like,
0: I mean, look at his face. He's so sad. And so he fucking goes, which is, you know, <laughs> arguably yeah. maybe a little we have to suspend disbelief at that point. Yeah. Um, and then while at the park, Aaron positions the camera in his car to film yeah. kind of an open space, and he's like, Okay, Joseph, I I'm here, you got me. Um, But I just want you to know I'll be filming all of this And I have 911 on speed dial
1: He's talking to the camera Yeah he's
0: talking to the camera Yeah. And then he goes and sits down In a chair And um, has his back To
1: He's on a bench by a lake
0: And he's looking out on the lake And Joseph comes up behind him um, Unbeknownst to Aaron And Joseph pulls out an axe And just cracks him right in the back of the skull And kills him and the end just kidding there's a little bit more there's yeah there's a little bit more
1: we get basically, a little basically we learn that he has a lot of victims yeah
0: this is a common occurrence um and yeah you get a little bit more into the psyche of who Joseph is cause he's like mm-hmm. Aaron I think you're my favorite because you trusted me all the way through even though I gave you no reason to and that's why you'll always be my favorite you know kind of yeah. like just creepy shit um yeah, and then we find out that he's had many, many a victim. So where do we start? Yeah, I um, I think this movie was pretty solid. All the, I mean, I, I love this movie, and I, I love the ending. I don't think that they could have done it much differently, but I do think, yeah, the, the one flaw is that it is based in kind of realistic choices-ish all the way through right until the very end when I'm like this man would not he called the cops to try and get some sort of like yeah and he's just gonna watch one video of Joseph like half-assing like an apology and yeah be like okay I will meet him in the park
1: yeah there is like a a few points in this movie where I was like I don't (laughs) like I like the one that keeps coming to mind is like the fact that he didn't give any of the DVDs to the cops to identify... Yeah, yeah. ...who Joseph was. Or, like, because, I mean... for I mean, it would have been helpful other than just, like, one phone call. Yeah. Um, which, of course, it's not going to lead to anywhere. Um, and that's it. And then he, yeah, and then he, like, <laughs> goes yeah. to meet him. But, you know, like, part of me also is, like... You know, this guy... I mean... He's just, like, a nice, trusting guy. I mean, Joseph even says it at the yeah. end. He's like, at the end of the day, you, like, always thought I was a good person no matter what fucked up thing I did to you. So... Yeah. Like, and I I guess they kind of just rely on um, the the guy being just a really trusting, nice person, you know? Yeah, and, you know, they do try to cover
0: your, your their bases periodically where they'll, like... You know, like... Yeah. I, I I just think the trajectory of the film works in a way that like you know it doesn't really give you time to think through all the details because it yeah. is it is kind of such a quick paced yeah. like you're kind of immediately thrown into it
1: I yeah and I kind of feel like if it were like stretched over time like his action to like go at the end would like make more sense you know just because yeah. he's like grooming him yeah. to like you know react this way and so like I don't I don't, I mean, maybe it does, it can happen that fast, I guess I shouldn't say it doesn't happen that fast, but like... Like Munchausen, you mean? Uh, Yeah, I yeah. I just feel like um, it's not like way off base, but I feel like it would have been it would have had more believability.
0: Well, and I do think I guess what I was going to say earlier but I got sidetracked in my own head <laughs> is that like, they do I guess they do kind of cover bases by by having Joseph be like I'm gonna be here at this park it's an open space it's public yeah
1: so like you know yeah, we should talk about the ending cause like
0: oh uncomfortable yeah oh
1: god well I was go just go gonna ahead.
0: say yeah he's very like he is he to like sit there and acknowledge that it is a public park with people around and they you, yeah. they don't show people but you hear the chainsaw so you assume yeah. somebody else is around like you yeah. know there are people it's a public space yeah and yeah to just have the ending be ha- happen like that which i know we already said but and i know that we say this every episode but obviously if you haven't seen it um we're going to be spoiling this I entire mean, we, film
1: we have already yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah. so there's no, no point in yeah no point in apologizing
0: um but yeah i i noticed you were clutching your pearls at the ending and I was like did you forget and you were like no but it it fucks me every time. I mean the
1: whole movie is just like revving your anxiety engines up the whole time and then it's just like all culminate it's just it's I think it's like really good the way they did it. It is. But the ending the first time I ever watched it like my like brain like chemistry changed like I like this like it just affected me so much because like in those movies, like good, like bad things don't happen in broad daylight like that. It's yeah. like an unspoken rule of horror movies, and it just totally like broke that. Yeah, and I, I just did not. Ex- that was the last thing I expected. Maybe I'm dumb, but like, I when, even when he was standing behind him, like I didn't know what was gonna happen. Yeah. Like, well, and that's kind of what
0: the movie plays with through the entire time. Is you're like, I'm not really sure if Joseph's ever like gonna. Like, I don't get it. I don't know if Joseph is ever, like, going to kill him or harm him. Yeah. Or if he's just wanting to, like, really fuck his head up.
1: Yeah, that's the other thing about, like, that's so good about this movie is that, like, you kind of are, like, um, the other... Aaron. Aaron. Yeah, you, like, are Aaron because you're being manipulated, too, because you're just, like, like, what... Like, when is Joseph who he really is and when is it a show because you can tell he's like like uh putting on like a a mask so to speak
0: yeah and which and he literally is putting on a mask yeah
1: and you're and like you're yeah exactly and it's like how much truth is in because there's got to be some truth in there somewhere especially when he gets like really vulnerable like Mm -hmm. like the fact that he like conceptualizes like some of the like the Mm -hmm. The like the vulnerable things that he's saying, like he has to have some aware... I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he has to have some awareness of that sort of thing. So it's like, is he pulling it from his... real? Like in that last video, like how much of that was like a real honest confession? Yeah. And how much is he like self-aware to know? And then we don't even... That's and that's what's so satisfying about the ending too, so you're like, oh my god, like he that that like he knows exactly what he's doing the whole time, yeah, you know,
0: he has led him to that point it, he yeah. like he has manipulated Aaron in every possible way to get him to that point, which yeah. also um I, I guess this is not a spoiler warning so much as it is a trigger warning there is and there is a moment where um there is like sexual trauma and assault being discussed it's never- it's not shown but um they they talk about rape so if that's something that like is triggering for you as a listener please please end this here um but when you i guess with having said that trigger warning when you were talking about how like how much is he pulling from his real life with um what was the mask's name uh, uh peach fuzz with peach fuzz when he talks about how he rapes his wife um and uh, yeah it's like is he did he actually do that is yeah. it like is it a is because the way that he like positions himself in that moment to be like Aaron wait i have something to tell you and it's like is he just trying to like do like an illicit confession to keep him there. Because at that point, Aaron was wanting to leave the house really badly. Yeah. And he was like up looking around, like trying to find his fucking keys. Like, he's like, I'm getting the fuck out of this house. Mm-hmm. And like, Joseph's watching him do all this. And so it just felt very weird to be like, like, it's almost like you could see the wheels spinning in Joseph's head being like, how do I get Aaron to stay here? Um, What if I like say that yeah. I need to confess something? And like, it's like, did, did this rape, actually happened? Did it not happen? Like, yeah. And he says that his wife is Angela, but then Aaron's on the phone with Angela later and we find out Angela
1: actually Joseph's
0: sister. Yeah.
1: So fun fact though, the voice of Angela is actually Mark Duplass's wife. Oh really? In real life. Yeah.
0: That's funny. Um, so it is very much like what, like what you were saying, like, what is truth? What is Calculated and fabrication, you know. Yeah, Yeah. but also going back to what you were saying beforehand, where you were like, "Does Joseph want to like?" If you were Aaron, would you you be like, "Does this dude want to fuck me?" Like, yeah, Yeah. I don't. I don't think that it's um, uh, just like a coincidence that Aaron or Joseph tells Aaron about the rape, about raping his wife in the peach fuzz mask. And then immediately after, yeah. he runs downstairs and puts that peach fuzz mask on yeah. and locks the door.
1: Exactly. Is he going to fuck me or kill me?
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's definitely some sexual connotations with the mask. Yeah. Um, and I mean, bigger than that, too, like literally putting on a mask to everyone around you you know
1: yeah and like i thought i was having to when that scene where he's like in the mask standing in front of the in front of the door which is like really unsettling yeah it's like that mask alone is like unsettling but him just like standing there like nonverbal. it oh it's just like it's really creepy uh yeah, I was thinking like, oh, it, like is the only way for him to be himself is to put on him? You know how like, yeah. a, like uh, what is it an adage, or whatever the word is? Yeah, um, about how yeah, and I I feel like maybe they were playing with that a little bit by giving him that mask. See, and what I think too is like
0: what I find really interesting about this movie what we're talking about and how we're like able to kind of find these inserts of dissection where we're like it's really interesting because it is kind of looking at male intimacy Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's also looking at like the ability for human beings to innately trust um, like I'm not talking about like a like, like Aaron continually trusts that Joseph is not going to physically harm him you know like Mm -hmm. i think he's like we're not gonna be friends but like this dude's not gonna fucking kill me surely he's not going to kill me like he might be unsettled but he's like you know like it, it just seems like aaron is kind of continually putting himself in these situations with the innate trust that joseph's not going to murder him um, and so yeah, it's kind of this like, and then even like what Joseph says at the end, where he was like, "You always trusted that I was a good person," and I don't think he means necessarily like, 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 like the kind of Disney version of what a good person is, but mm-hmm. I think he means like your your intentions were yeah, yeah, you always trusted I wasn't going to murder you, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So I think that's really interesting, but but I guess in saying that, what I mean is like. That's why I find this horror film so enticing and so good is because we could find insert points like that that were really interesting to talk about and really interesting to watch unfold, whereas, like, (laughs) with Barbarian, the last movie Mm -hmm. we reviewed, it it just felt a little more chaotic, you know, in terms of, like, what it was trying to talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, I will say, but I—this is kind of a continual theme— Um, overall horror but like I kind of find it not problematic maybe problematic but it's interesting to me that horror kind of postures itself on othering or like misunderstanding of a subgroup Mm -hmm. and so it's like is Joseph Like, is Joseph really scary when you whittle him down to, like, oh, this man is probably just, like, severely mentally ill? Uh Uh-huh. Because he is. I mean, that's really what it is. Yeah. And is it, like, what is scary about that? It's scary because we don't know what he's going to do, but is the mental illness itself what's scary, you know? like. Right.
1: You're you're just saying this is another example of othering. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And they're... I think I'd be a little bit more hesitant to talk about that if it wasn't exactly brought up by Joseph, where he was like, the doctors have, like, mm-hmm. even said, maybe I'm just crazy, or maybe I'm, um, you know, whatever. Yeah, maybe medication's, like, what's what's helpful. And then he was like... And then I tried to be an actor, but it wasn't authentic. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting to me that, like, it's another... And I, th- I think this will be every horror film is that it postures on another and keeping the other excluded and yeah, in that way, like misunderstood, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, because like fear of the unknown is like such a basic universal fear. And that's, that's what othering is. It's unknown. It's, you don't know what they're going to do, what they're capable of. Yeah. Um, and is it like whether it's like like called for?
0: Yeah. Well, but I guess I guess I guess in thinking about that too, that's what made that was the that was kind of the purpose of the film, right? Is that like they play with that mm-hmm. the othering and like what you just said, oh, like, like
1: should he feel like he's in danger or is right just because he
0: being... he was pulling Joseph closer to himself
1: mm-hmm.
0: and trying to understand Joseph in a way that he understood himself as just a basic human, Mm -hmm. you know, and how, how Aaron's perception of humanity and what it
1: is. Then it's a pessimistic take (laughs) because, because it's like, well, you can't ever know what other people are. This is what happens when you are vulnerable (laughs) with other men.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For real. Um, (laughs) but I don't know. I mean, like, we knew we liked this movie. Um, Yeah. When you brought up wanting to watch it again, I was like, of course I want to watch creep again. It's like such a good unsettling film. Yeah. It's not, it's not gore city. It's not like jump scare after jump scare. It's like slow burn, but like also right from the get go, you get kind of the unsettling feeling. It's just kind of Mm -hmm. like a slow build, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. Do you have anything else you wanted to talk about
1: with it or? Um, I think, um, the only thing really that I have is that like there. So like a lot of this movie was improvised. Oh yeah. Um, you said something earlier about how it's like the perfect ending or something. And there's actually like, apparently there's many endings. Um, I don't know if you can like find them online. Um, I didn't see any, but I also didn't, like look all that search yeah um but maybe if there's like a blu-ray or something yeah but um yeah and from what i understand they just kind of like would screen it as they go and just see like what people reacted to and yeah yeah and so like a lot of their scene, they had like a bare a skeleton of what they were trying to do but it was all like improvised it makes which, sense. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I mean, that's how Blair Witch was, too. Yeah.
0: I mean, you can kind of tell, and I do think kind of um, found footage lends itself to that. Like, mm-hmm. it, it the crux of found footage is that it is supposed to be very... Like, the horror element of it is that it's supposed to feel very real. Yeah. And so if it's overly scripted, you kind of immediately are like, well, this is not found.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: So, um, and, like, to that, I also wrote down a note that I guess um, I had read on their Wikipedia, which I see that you also have pulled up, but Mm -hmm. um, that they kind of base this movie on like what Craigslist was at the time and like how kind of like you know just like the the process of Craigslist yeah um and then also on the movies my dinner with andre misery and fatal attraction and i i kind of get that like it's a, it's a, it's the obsessive quality of joseph mm-hmm. with his victims that you kind
1: of see yeah i think like this movie is just like everybody these are like the thoughts that run through your head when you're meeting somebody off of Craigslist for whatever reason. <laughs> or a grinder yeah. t- hookup. Or a hookup. a
0: tumbler tumbler geez. Uh what's Tinder? The Tinder, yeah.
1: <laughs> a Tumblr hookup. Can you uh, tell I haven't
0: been on the apps in a while? <laughs> you uh Um I'm out of the game. Yeah. Um who would you recommend this movie to if you had to recommend it
1: um i would i feel like this movie really hit hard the first time i watched it and it still hits the second time but like if you don't know what to like you don't know how far this movie's gonna go i think this movie's gonna like wreck your shit at least it did for me yeah so i i feel like this is another good like general horror movie well like like we said there's like no blood and guts there's no creature feature there's no um, it's not like ghost demons witchcraft it's just like psychological thriller yeah yeah, yeah. exactly and uh, if you're into that sort of stuff um, then absolutely give this a watch I yeah I, I would recommend it to most people I feel
0: Yeah, I think if there's anybody who is um, kind of playing along with us in that, like, maybe they're seeing the titles of our podcasts and then watching the movie and then maybe listening to our podcast to be like, what do they think? What do these two gays think about this movie? (laughs) 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 Then I hope that this movie pleasantly surprised you, Um, you know, the first season that we did this, we picked movies that we had never seen before. And then the second one, we just kind of flew by the seat of our pants.
1: And I feel like this season, we're... We're still figuring it out. Yeah, it's this, a little mix of both, I feel like. So far, um, our theme is male manipulators. <laughs>
0: yeah, pretty much. Um, but but I guess when I say that, I, I hope that, this, that people who are listening to this find this to be a good pick. Because... I genuinely think it is like a good bare bones horror movie, mm-hmm. like yeah, I wouldn't suggest this to anybody who has like who is totally against the genre of horror of like um male intruder, like m- psychological manipulation, like real oh, true yeah. crime, yeah, that's you know true. something that could happen. But I, I also know a lot of people who prefer that, and they don't want to watch, like, Demons and Possession and, you know, yeah, shit like yeah. that. Yeah,
1: everybody's a little different.
0: So I think for a really unsettling movie that you're looking to watch that is going to spook you, but not, like, straight up, you have to, you know, you have to sleep with the lights on for a week, but it is going to, it's going to stick with you. This I think this movie sticks with you.
1: Yeah, um, it's definitely memorable. Yeah. I I haven't... I haven't seen another movie like this Quite one. Quite like it, yeah. yeah.
0: I would say that, like, I would kind of suggest it to somebody looking for that, um,
1: you know. Looking for something new and crazy. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: And also somebody who's not looking to, like, fully invest in a film that's going to take, like, an hour and a half, two hours. Because the thing that I do like about Creep, I don't know the runtime of it, but... Um,
1: I think uh, I think it's
0: 77 minutes. Oh, so, like, a little it's over short. an hour. Yeah, it doesn't feel like a huge undertaking. It definitely no. feels like the pacing's right. It feels good. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't kind of drag at any point in time. No. But, yeah... Any final thoughts or words? Um,
1: I'm creeped out.
0: (laughs) Well, there you have it. There she is.
1: Our creepy deep dive into creep. (laughs) We creeped into this movie and, uh, made everything uncomfortable. (laughs) And then we uh, left and then we creeped out.
0: And again, we're not talking about the Radiohead song, <laughs> or the 2020. What was the other uh,
1: 2004
0: movie? Or the 2004 movie called Creep. <laughs>
1: it's like so late for, for yeah clarifications on that. Yeah, reasons. they're like yeah
0: yeah dumbass. Like, no, we like we- listen to the whole podcast and we know you didn't talk about the Radiohead song Creep. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, great film Highly recommend um, And join us next time when we watch ha- Oh, uh, sorry I thought <laughs> Halloween We're watching Halloween, which is exciting Because, have you seen it? Uh, I saw it a long time ago Oh, I haven't seen it, so it'll be new for me Ooh, and half for me Yay. Join us next time for Halloween. Talk to you later. Bye.
1: Goodbye. Was that creepy? Yeah.